up, bitches? How are the bitches? You're still on mute. I am still trying to get used to this fucking camera because it's like on the fucking side of the iPad, <laughs> and then it's like crisscrossed and all that shit. Yeah, I miss my home setup. As yes. You can probably tell. Yes. I'm not in my normal place. He's not home. <laughs> he's he's not a stocky. <laughs> no, wait, that means not here. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm never here. No one's ever here. I'm really not here. <laughs> the mind is not here. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to The Porch Factor. I am Ron. And I am Drew. And Drew is now a certified airline pilot for his new airline. And he's flying. Is done. He is fine. He is flying the the big boys. Well, not the biggest boys, no. <laughs> but the <No. laughs> much bigger boys. I actually, now that I think about it, uh, one of the planes I fly is the smallest boy. Technically, at my airline. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, who cares? Paycheck's good. Paycheck is good. Paychecks Paycheck are always good. good. Unfortunately, uh, for the last two weeks of the year, I'm not at home. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor, yeah. poor jackass here. He may not be <laughs> home, but he's in the sunshine state, motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of the sunshine, as you can, I'm looking out the window, by the way, and it's no, all I see is overcast. <laughs> Boo! Yes, but it's 80 degree overcast, asshole. Yeah, it's it's 75 degree overcast. Yeah, yeah it, dude, it was 37 in Dallas when I left yesterday. Damn. I was like, dude, I'm getting out just in time. Damn. <laughs> Dallas may have a white Christmas this year. Yeah, same. So I was noticing, uh, you know, up here in D.C., it was uh, uh, be the same. <laughs> they were doing, like, every once in a while, my phone pops up and says, hey, you know, here's some news, you know, because I have back. <laughs> Neither one of our setups is working right this morning. <laughs> All right. Ron. As, as Ron adjusts something because his microphone just decided to go fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was muy interesante. And it's probably because I'm. <laughs> See, there it goes again. <laughs> God damn it. Microphone needs Viagra this morning. Yes. Um. There's an adjuster knob right here. Um. However, the problem with said adjuster knob is it's all the way down. I would need clamps. <laughs> clamps. I need clamps. Um, to clamp this, to try to turn it even more than it well, already is. I know what Ron's getting for Christmas: new mic mount, clamps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this mic. I give this mic a hug. clamps. Okay, Ron, you got to make a freaking out soundboard of that. Now. Clamps. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Um, yeah. What was I saying? God damn it. Uh, I don't even remember. We got <laughs> White we got, Christmas in DC. White Christmas in DC. Okay, yeah. So I have the AccuWeather on my on my phone, right? So every once in a while, it brings up you know weather news, and one of the weather news is, is like talking about how there's this gigantic trough, like straight down through the center of the city, uh, center of the country, that goes literally from the polar ice cap down to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going hi-ya across the country. Mm. So it is bringing like crazy cold temps, lots of moisture coming up from the Gulf. That is a 
in the summer, it is a recipe for EF5 tornadoes. <laughs> in the winter. In the winter time, it's a recipe for the... Good God, dude. I'm like, I have gray hair going here. I was like, it's, I really notice it now. I'm like, holy fuck. There's, I'm, I'm not a kid anymore. And after the drive I had yesterday, I really don't feel like one. <laughs> I don't look like one either. My child's boyfriend was standing at the top of the stairs. And I don't even remember exactly what we were all talking about. But... He then said, uh, we were, oh, we were talking about, oh, my child's natural hair color. My child's been dyeing her hair since she was like in like fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think fourth grade was the last time she actually had her real hair color. And That's now, right, yeah, the picture of us going to the range with her the first time, I think yeah, it's blue. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So first time she's shooting a gun. She's got blue hair. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> excellent. We, we supported the fuck out of that stuff. Um, but she decided to go back at least for a, a short time to go ahead and let her hair grow out and go back to her natural hair color, right? Well, we were discussing that we don't know what her natural hair color is because your well, natural hair color anymore. changes over time, right? Uh, like mine, I was born blonde haired and blue eyed. I was, Same I was, here. I was Aryan as fuck. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. And then over, uh, you know, probably about the first 10 years of my life, it went from blonde to brown. And then by the time I graduated high school, it was like dark brown. Dark as fuck. Yeah. And then he fucking asshole. Then he goes, well, yeah. Well, now it's gray. And I'm like, and the reason that Motherfucker, I was fucker, you've seen my guns, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have, have seen my guns. Yes? I have, I have many. You've even shot some, sir. Yeah, <laughs> and you've seen me shoot him. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> wish you see what I can do with him. <laughs> I wish he had gone with us to that that outdoor range. Oh, the long range one, y'all did. Yeah, yeah. I tagged something at five hundred and fifty. <laughs> 550 yards <laughs> damn son <laughs> oh multiple times i was five of eight at 550 and this is and this is with your ar right my ar with an acog not even yeah, something optics help the optics help a lot true yeah. but what's an acog five or seven x four x quattro four x so that's you, you, and if i had a legit one i could have gone farther 550 yards that's that's pretty much the more or less the max effective range more or less of a 556 though i mean it doesn't carry much velocity beyond that no that's well that's one of the things about like with sniper versions of rounds usually they're the heavier kind so that they'll carry velocity out to a thousand yards they have because when a round goes below mach one it loses stability and that's when the the aim the the zero goes all off yeah Mm. so it's like unless you're using like 75 or 80 grain stuff 550 you're not reaching much further than that without any kind of accuracy yeah so, you know. i was shooting 55s oh yeah <laughs> the original <laughs> featherweight truckers. right now when it went out there obviously there was no indentation or anything on the on the target that little two inch by two inch target the size of a heart and it was just splatter so it had yeah. enough it had enough oomph had enough velocity to splatter itself but not We're really do any damage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I, mean, yeah. I was shooting and Brandon is sitting behind me. Um, he was my, my spotter. Right. And he's like, you know, send it right. And, you know, click. And the first one I missed 
and then I, I, I adjusted up a little bit because he said, you know, it, it was low. And he goes, but I mean, you nick the shoulder. Let's go. So little adjustment, click. And I fired it and he goes, hit. I'm like, mm-hmm. I leaned yeah. way over. <laughs> you, with now? the naked eye, you could not see the target. Yeah. That's how far away and small that motherfucker was. You could not see it with your naked eye. Oh my God. I was so happy. I was like, I raised my arms. I was like, yes, yes. And I said, wait, now I have to hit it multiple times because that may have just been luck. (laughs) It's got to be repeatable. So the next one, I think I hit the next three. um, And then I missed one and then I hit two and then I missed I think it was it. Okay. I shot eight and I hit five or six. I think it was five. Bad. Yeah, I think it was five of six or five of eight. On a two by two at five. On a two by two at five fifty. With an ACOG. Drilling five or six out of eight. That's not bad. Yeah. With a with an AR with fifty five grainers like the little ones. Yes. Yikes. (laughs) I was my my AR has proven itself. Yeah. In spades. But is this just a stock Smith and Wesson upper you got on there? No, no. The the oh, upper is, is upper. the this is the good upper. Um okay. uh you know, stock lower, stock trigger, all that jazz, but the uh the better upper. Now, Jenny's. Jenny's is is hella stock. Okay. And I was tagging two hundred at a hundred percent. Yeah. With an EOTech. And realistically, unless you're in like a good perch, that's about all you in a realistic firefight right. scenario. Exactly, probably all you're ever going to need. That's about all the AT and T you're going to have to do. Yeah, it's reach out and touch to 200 meters, and that's that'll do. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So because yeah. if somebody's 200 meters away, unless they're actively shooting at you, they're not an imminent threat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Unless, unless unless rounds are coming in on you from 200 meters out, in which case, hey, they decided, hey, they chose violence that morning. They, they chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, here we go. Uh, I realized that hers is the uh, um, um, hers is the local calls, right? You know? <laughs> and mine's the long distance carrier. Ron's a sat phone. Yes. <laughs> Fire for effect. No, I'm going for useful. <laughs> so yesterday I was cleaning up in here. I know you can't really tell because uh, destruction is still occurring. I'm still doing construction in what is going to be the wood closet. I got all the things cut. Now I just need to paint and say our sand and paint in the crock order. Sand. Yeah, really? <laughs> I was like, well, if you're doing a really good finish job, there will be sanding involved after. The Correct. <laughs> However, <laughs> but <laughs> I got to uh, I got to sand the walls in here and paint it up with this paint right here, black, black as my heart in a mason jar. It's like, dude, it's like moonshine paint. <laughs> all nice. of my leftover paints that are in my my uh, uh, laundry room all are in mason jars. Nice. It's my favorite. People always put like the little the little ones away, and even like when you take some out and you put it on the top, you know, as a as a color reference, it's never good, right? And it's never easy yeah. to find. When I needed the black one, I walked in and I found the black one, 
There's a white one. There's a gold one. There's a burgundy one from the Redskins bathroom. Yeah, when you painted the yeah. And then <laughs> the also, I think a purple one um, from when Kiddo's room was purple. Stand by one second. I'm going to flip my iPad over and see if I can get a better deal because I'm looking across the screen uh, at you. I'm getting dizzy. Stand by. I'm getting dizzy. Ah. Now fix where I. There we go. I think go. I've also. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Here we go. Lag. Here we go. Lag. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you while you're talking. Like it's a conversation, but the camera's on the other side. And it's like, yeah. and I think I've also got the camera mirrored too, because Bushwood is back. No, like it's no, it's correct. right. It's just down here on the. It's down here on yes. the little reference screen that is backwards. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but on the screen it's perfectly fine for, for the listeners it's perfectly fine <laughs> that's what i'm going for i'm just like all right as long as i can tell where the heck i am and they can tell oh yeah this is me <sighs> like is mine backwards to you no yours is correct it's like but it's like on the little reference screen that i get in the corner yeah using the team's app on my ipad I was like, oh yeah, I had to use my company iPad because it's the only one I have that still has a freaking phone jack. So I can use my, <laughs> I can use my microphone on my headset. Yeah. Like, All right, I have to go to I have to go to Best Buy and find the right adapter so I can plug it into the USB C port on my iPad. <laughs> yep, uh, I've that three, adapter. I've got three. I've got three. Mo- I have three Apple devices with three very different setups now. <laughs> that adapter looks like this. Yes, I need to go get one. <laughs> I was using uh, and this, is, and it's and it's and it's the one that does the three channels, so you'll also do the microphone. Microphone, yep. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Now, yep. better yet, they need to find one of those that also has another port next to it that I can plug a charger into. That they do make those. Um, yes, I just have to get one. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jabra and what's the other one that has them? Uh, do not buy the Apple one. It is stupid expensive for no yeah. fucking reason. It's like 50 bucks or something like right. that. Some crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. And they're like $10. Yeah. I can find one Amazon 10, 15 bucks tops. And you're in Miami. A brand I've actually even heard of. And you're in Miami, which means you can get it in two hours. I mean, you could also take yeah, it. I just have to, I just have to see, okay, will Amazon deliver to a hotel room? They're usually good about that. I've oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what also, it. you could also go to like the local Best Buy or Walmart. Well, that's <laughs> assuming they have it in stock. Oh, and you don't have a car. That, oh, you did bring your car. I, I, that's I, right. Yeah, that's why, yeah. You drove out. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's right. oh there's a story. <laughs> okay. After <laughs> well, you, Ron sir. Te- Ron teed up a good one here. <laughs> okay. So, I finished training with my airline on the new airplane I'm flying. Finish up Thursday night. I've got Friday off. And on Saturday afternoon, I have to be in Miami on call ready to go fly. And then I'm off today on Sunday, which is why I have time to do this. <laughs> like, folks, just a fair warning, over the next six months to a year, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so when we do this, so Saturday night, Sunday morning, whether I'm at home doing it like this in the hotel room, we don't know. And we won't until pretty much we're about to go on the air. <laughs> so, uh, folks, shitlords, all our wonderful supporters, everything, we're going to do everything we can to try to have some kind of continuity of service here. <laughs> it's yes. going to be an adventure, but we do this because we love it and we love you. Okay, so Mwah. I'm off today. Yes, I had to be on call in Miami ready to fly yesterday afternoon. They didn't actually use me. Good thing, too, because <laughs> I'm going to be in Miami for the next two weeks. I'm officially based in Dallas as of the first of the year, which is where I live. 
So back to normal. No, normal service has been resumed, what I've been doing for the last seven years. But Lucky I still bastard. have to be in Miami right now. <laughs> hey, this is it. Planning. <laughs> it's called planning, my friend. Planning. Oh, by the <laughs> way, one of our miles a minute thinking ahead is kind of what we do. By the way, one of our listeners came up with a good point. You can do one of those Amazon lockers. And I'm so you can actually ship it to an Amazon locker, which is like um, if if you order like something a PO box, like a PO box. Yeah, it's like okay. their own little box that the delivery guy shows up and puts it all into the boxes and then puts in your code. You get a message on Amazon that says, here's where your box is. Here's the box number. Here's your code or a QR or a barcode or whatever to scan on the machine. You go and you beep and it opens up and there you go. And in Miami, I guarantee you there's one oh, of those yeah, motherfuckers definitely. every other street. <laughs> I was going to say, as, yeah, because I'm right by the airport, and I'm pretty sure Amazon has a warehouse about two miles that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big warehouse on the other side of the airport. Yeah, no, you're pretty good. pretty sure I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It means it gets there so real I'm, quick. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing, and I know it's going to be like Dallas where they're going to have a shit ton of stuff in stock in the warehouse. So whatever I'm ordering, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we can have it to you today. Yeah, and, and like, like an hour. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, all right, uh, I've had that happen a few times where I'm like, guys, can I just come pick it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live 15 minutes from where this warehouse is. Can I just come over and pick it up? Yeah, especially it gets there, <laughs> and it hasn't been gone out for delivery, and you know it missed it for the day or yeah. whatever, and you're like, no. And I'm like, I yeah, go. can I just drive over and pick this thing up? Because I know I'm here. <laughs> See, when I worked for DHL, right? Those kind of things, DHL, especially being in one of the Terminators here at Dulles, right? Um, you know, you could do that. Whether you were FedEx or UPS or DHL or whoever, if it was at one of the sorting facilities and it got updated saying that it was at a sorting facility, if you just, you know, it didn't make it on the truck, you drove up and they would totally do that for you. It's like kind of cool because it all goes yeah. back. It goes down the, the belt. What comes in after the belt's been turned off for the day and all the tomorrow. trucks are gone, it stays in its sea container and goes out tomorrow. So that yeah. the sea container for that day that's been scanned a billion fucking times since it left the belly of an MD-11, it will just sit there and they can go, oh, yeah, it's here. It came in today. Cool. I know exactly what one or two or 10 or 15 <laughs> sea containers that it could potentially be in. Go grab it for you. And there were usually cool the same thing at, at UPS when I was doing uh, package sort. Now they so, won't yeah, do they, it. The morning sort. They won't do that now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I don't know if they could have you come pick it up, but I think it's right. basically all right. If it doesn't go out today, it will go out tomorrow because we had to have everything ready to go by seven a.m. Because that's when the drivers showed up. So we'd show up for work at the Christmas rush at one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> dude. <laughs> those that arguably that job was the craziest hours I've ever worked in my life. <laughs> yeah, they, I know when the day crazy. ends, but when the day begins, that's you, all depending on how many packages they expect us to handle tomorrow. See, so we were going to go home. It's like, all right, come on tomorrow at uh, two a.m. No, tomorrow it's one thirty. So yeah. y'all's folks were were um, basically uh, spoiled. Okay, so your drivers are spoiled as fuck because of they, you. They make good money, but you and your team. Did all of the legwork, the obnoxious portion of the legwork in the morning. Yeah. The belt Where turns you, yeah, on. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and you're watching the stuff it. In the truck in the right order. So exactly. All you have to do is just drive his route and pick the next thing off the shelf. At DHL, we may have only been doing probably about 
half to, you know, during the Christmas time, half to, you know, probably about half of the uh, amount, you know, half of the volume. And I was on a rural route, so definitely half the volume. And we were doing it all, though. So we got behind our truck, opened her up, got it all set, put the shelves down, whatever we were going to do. We were driving sprinters, loved the sprinter. Um, Stand behind it, the belt, meh, 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 you know, starts rolling and boxes come down. And as we're, you know, we're just kind of watching. Oh, round hill. Oh, that's mine. Oh, Percival, that's yours. Oh, Centerville, that's you missed one, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> After going through small things, I'm like, man, that that sounds like the most relaxed. I, like, I probably sorted more packages in 20 minutes than you sorted all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of what I would usually see during the Christmas drive, I work small sorts, so it was literally half the boxes, half the packages I handled were Amazon DVDs and Blu-rays and CDs and, and books and stuff. And like we, just, but like little shit. DHL had the uh, Dell contract at the time. Um, so we were, you know, laptops and parts yeah. and monitors. And one time I went out and I, right during Christmas time and almost everything that I carried that came down regular package was Dell. Well, I put the Dell stuff on there and then I delivered to the FEMA station at Mount Weather. And fuck them bastards. Because they shipped their shit DHL. <laughs> so, I'd be like looking and then all of a sudden I'd look at the top of the belt up by the, the, the bay, you know, opening. And all of a sudden this really large shit starts getting popped onto the belt. I mean, big shit. Like, if you stacked three truck tires and wrapped them together with, with, with you know, tape. Uh, Dude. Yeah. So these things are coming down, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Tell me that's not FEMA. Please, for the love of God and all no! that is holy, tell me that's not FEMA. <laughs> comes over, and it says, you know, blah, 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 Blue Ridge Mountain Road, FEMA, you know, federal, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no! Roll it off. Roll it off. I was using, so in general Garmin's, you know, like the little Garmin's that existed, the street pilots that existed oh, back God, then. Oh, God, yeah. Back in the days, we had separate GPS, and it wasn't our phone. <laughs> and the problem oh, with like those is you could only do two uh, uh, waypoints back in those days. Like, the only ones that could do multiple waypoints or whatever were like $1,500. And this was in 2005, Okay. Jesus. That's two thousand five <laughs> money. <laughs> Different world. Fifteen hundred dollars, and it's like, oh, so basically two iPhones. Matter of fact, hang on. Um, God. Uh, inflation calculator that I use so often because it gives a lot of context. <laughs> it was my first job that I got when I came back from Riddle. Yeah. Before I ended up going to, um, what it is weird. You and I both ended up like the only the, our first job. Well, I say after riddles, our first job after I got furloughs, the first job after I came home from Florida. So in same case, both of us were working in the package handling business. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And that was what three years before we met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like two or three years before we met. Like weird. You really are my damn brother. Weird ways that everything <laughs> kind of meets, and then we're moving. Dude, you really are my brother. I know, right? Weird. <laughs> so. 
cumulative rate of inflation 52% that $1500 that I recommend that I was saying on a really nice street pilot that could do multiple of those today's money that is 2286 yeah so like a $2300 in GPS unit just to get to multiple stars so I brought a Fuck that noise exactly <laughs> I brought a laptop to work and while I could have added a GPS you know um or, uh, receiver <coughs> Al um, I did not so what I would do though is my laptop would be sitting on top of my carrying case on my left box would come down pick up box kind of pay attention as I'm doing it or one of my other guys would be like hey Ron that one's for you you know whatever and I would type in the address right quick enter using Microsoft streets and trips long before Google long before you know, Google Maps were any good. MapQuest. I didn't have internet access. You know, there was no sharing, you know, from like a cell phone or whatever. No, it doesn't exist. God, Jesus. So I would how type did it we, in. How did, how did we ever? I know, oh, yeah, we right? used paper stuff. Paper <laughs> and paper maps. knowledge. Yeah. Now everything's on your damn. It's like, oh yeah, folks, it's like, I was like, I, I, I'm a big watch guy. I don't know if you know, those of you who may notice, I seem to be wearing a different watch like every week on this show. And I was sitting around, oh, yeah, are pocket watches ever going to make a comeback? They already have. Right. <laughs> it's like that uh, meme of the guy in the 80s, and he's got the boom box, and he's got oh a host God, of yeah. He's got a laptop. He's got a whole bunch of shit all over the place. He's got a Walkman. And you're just like, all of these things is in my pocket. Is now. in my pocket in one device. <laughs> Craziness. So didn't have all the technology. I would type in the address into Microsoft streets and trips, and then I would put it away in the, in the truck and then go back next one, do that next one, do that, et cetera, et cetera, until I was done. And I would get, you know, 50 or 60 packages. So 50 or 60 locations, maybe a couple for one location, blah, blah, blah. And I would get it all done. I would then close up the truck, get ready to leave. When I got in the truck, I would select the first one that I knew was closest to me. And select the one that I knew was farthest away on my route. And I did a, a loop. So we were at Dulles, or right down the street from Dulles. Um, and then the last one that I always wanted was in White Post. And when you click the top one, the start point, and click the end one, and then you hit optimize route, it would literally ding, 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 and give me the stop-by-stop directions for the entire trip. And I would literally just page up or page down for the next one. So I would say, all right, page up. It says, you know, go this way, turn right on this. I could zoom in on the map and stuff. And I was knocking out a 60-drop route with a couple of different pickups from the time we left at the dock at like 6 a.m., I was done with my whole route and this was probably about a hundred miles of driving every day. I'd be done by 2 PM and, and I was sitting <laughs> and in white post Virginia trying to get out, but I have to wait until 2 PM. That was the magic time because that is the last, what we called pick time. And the pick time means that if somebody shipped a package, if the request for shipping that package today came in before 2 p.m., I would have to go pick it up today. Once it passed 2 p.m. and you put it in at like 2.01, that pick would never Tomorrow. come to me. 
it's going to be picked up tomorrow, or you can drop it off. So, at 2 p.m., I was sitting in White Post, like, you know, chewing on something, having a, you know, having a drink or whatever, and 2 p.m., gone. <laughs> get, on, get on Route 50, drive, gas, go. <laughs> and there it was. The beauty of two, coming back at 2 p.m., too, is that there was no traffic. So I would oh, yeah. literally fly my ass from White Post to Dulles and be done for the day. Uh, speaking Maybe. of traffic, that brings me back to the beginning of the story. Before we had a fun sidetrack with that one. It yes, like, <laughs> it's relevant stuff. The reason I yeah okay the reason okay I'm staying at a hotel in Miami is okay they've got me based here for the next two weeks and I'm going to be on call. So it's like I'm officially what's called reserve in the airline business. It's like being a relief pitcher in the bullpen. You may go the entire game. They never call you up. You just sit there watching it for nine innings, which is great. Happens all the time. It's how it's supposed to work. We're, we've got plenty of pilots. If somebody you know gets hung up on a, a maintenance delay or a weather delay or something, they got to call another crew in to get the next flight they're supposed to operate out of the gate on time. If everything's working fine, you sit around all day waiting for the phone call. So you can sit there, all right, that's one of the reasons I invested so much in video game stuff in the last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> new computer, bought a new PlayStation. Oh, excuse me, a PlayStation. I've never owned one before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that PS5 is huge, by the way. That thing's I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? It's yeah. like, it's over uh, a foot wide. It's huge. It's the size of my stereo. Anyway, so yeah, I'm investing in all that. I'm going to be doing a lot of sitting around at home. I got If the bat signal goes up, I got to hop in the shower, get dressed, go to the airport, and go fly. So I'm going to be in Miami. I can't do that from home in Dallas. They need me in Miami in two hours or so after the phone call, ready to fly. <laughs> I can hear so that. Like, All right, that's not happening. I can hear that phone call ring, click, click, bienvenido a Miami. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're actually in Dallas because of the headquarters for everything's all over there. So literally, yeah, it's like the other side of DFW Airport from where I live. Yeah. But yeah. So the call goes up, and I got to be at the airport about two hours, ready to fly. So obviously, I can't do that sitting in Dallas. Because even if I got on a plane and had my own airplane and flew over here, like, okay, like I had a Gulfstream at my disposal or some shit. Nope, can't get from Dallas to Miami in two hours. It's a three-hour flight just about. Not happening. So, got to be in or close to the town where you live. So, I'm going to be here for two weeks. I've got a hotel room. And I'm going to be able to do other things besides sit in this hotel room and eat food from the hotel restaurant. I had a meal there the other day, and it was $18 for a burger. Good, but I'm not spending that. For Every food. day. <laughs> Every day. And the is, coffee maker in this hotel room is not great. <laughs> is the breakfast at least free? No. No? Breakfast buffet is like, breakfast buffet is like $15. Holy The hotel fuck. I'm staying at is nice. I found a good rate. Yeah. But all the other stuff is like, oh, yeah, that's because it's, it's not the company paying for this. I'm out of pocket on this. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I couldn't do... Another investment into the business is because my living expenses doubled this month. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of extra cash around at the moment. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it, there's a reason. <laughs> so, anyway, so I had to get from Dallas, Miami. I was flying in Miami up until Thursday night. Finished training, did a round trip to Atlanta from Miami on Thursday night, finished that up. That's the last thing I do for the training stuff. All right, get signed off, and now you're going to go fly the line. Across country. Afternoon. <laughs> you did across country. 
Yeah, cross country. Uh, yeah, literally, I'm going to be doing cross country. I mean, literally, they're, they're literally transcons at some point. New York to LA stuff. Anyway, so get done Thursday night, and I was like, all right, cool. You got to be ready to fly Saturday. You got Friday off. You got Sunday off, but you're on Monday and Saturday. So the way your schedule works is you got to get back to Dallas Thursday night. Didn't get that done. Missed the last flight home to Miami from Miami to Dallas on Thursday night because literally we finish. Five minutes too late. I literally oh. get to the gate and the flight is just pushed. I'm like, no, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so I got to take the next flight out in the morning. It's like 5:20 a.m. I end up on the jump seat. I'm the, like, I get the last seat available, the the relief valve that only pilots get to use. Yeah, <laughs> the jump seat up in the cockpit, the one that folds down that you know <laughs> is never used but, unless somebody's in. You, know, you never one, see it unless somebody's in it. It's the hidden. one where you have to move a little bit so somebody can get in and out of the cockpit. No, no, you get up and walk out to the galley. Like, we actually had this was on the flight from Miami to Dallas. Yeah, both pilots went to go take a leak. So I'm like, literally, I'm like, all right, I'm getting up, walking out to the galley, and we're doing this freaking, you know, Chinese fire drill, getting <laughs> out of the cockpit of a 737. <laughs> oh yeah, so, the 737 jump seat is uh, full uh, down uh, from the, the door, Airbus, isn't it? The Airbus, you can get away with it without having to go out there. Forget that. You're sitting in the doorway. That's 737. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to get out of the cockpit. In the scare bus, it's behind the FO, right? On it's, the wall no, behind it's got the FO. Two. It's got there's two of them. There's on the wall behind the FO and on the wall behind the captain. The FO one slides <clears throat> slides over in front of the door, but he slides out of the way so you can nice. get out. So, but there's plenty of room to stand nice. behind both pilot seats. One of the great things I love about the Airbus, <laughs> if it pays the same as a seven three, it trust me, dude. Your your average day at work is much more enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know, and honestly, if I was on an eighth, uh, if I was on a on an, any Airbus. I would have to be in the right seat. I couldn't imagine flying with my left hand. I would be I know, so dude, that, fucked up. After, after going four years on the one, the, the one seventy five, and that's got a very different yoke. It's got the the, the, the joystick the zigzag yoke. Yeah. But basically, the way it's set up with the pivot and everything, it's like a gigantic ship's wheel. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm flying with that left handed. Now I'm like, okay, now I'm going back to the side stick right handed. I'm like, okay, this is like flying flying fighter planes. Like, oh yeah, doing DCS shit for the last year. It's nice. Like, oh, this is, yeah, except it doesn't yank and bank. No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that <laughs> in an A319 or an A320. <laughs> uh, yeah, however, you can do that at home to kind of get your brain right. On DCS, move your, your stick to the left and your quadrant to the right. There, I know that um, there are a couple of companies that actually do make Airbus joysticks, and they're yes. all the captain's setup. They're the left-handed one. I don't know if anybody makes a right hand. I'm sure somebody does. Sure. But yeah, they're all set up as you know the captain says. You're flying with your left hand, yep. and they throw extra buttons on there. I'm like, no, the real thing only has yeah, please those don't buttons. <laughs> yeah, like mine, I, I love the gun my honeycomb. And then the red, and then the red, the pickle button on the top. That's yeah, it. that's all it's got. Yep, my uh, my uh, uh, um, really nice honeycombs that I have. Yeah, they're great, but the the yoke on a seven three is two little switches. Oh. On the left, the radio trigger, and the disconnect. And that's it on those things. That's it. And there's the little checklist thingy, which is kind of cool. Yeah, the, the clipboard deal. Yeah. No, I've got a whole tray table that pulls out that is like a gigantic version of it's that. A, and I can put my tray table it's on a it dinner when I get plate. flight meals. <laughs> it's a dinner plate. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, are you flying the 320 Neo or the 320 Classic? All, ver- all versions. So, 19, 20, 21, uh, the basic, the enhanced, and the Neo. 
See the Neo and the Sharklets. <laughs> I got to give the Neo kind of credit with that. Uh, uh, what do they call it? The um, the uh, uh, where that you can do the checklist on that lower screen. I don't know if we have that or not. Oh. All our checklists are paper. Uh, well, yeah, but they also had like the digital I, version. It, it might have a it might have a version of it that's available, but I don't think we have them. They didn't tell us anything about that in training. I don't know when I actually fly one. I'll if I have a chance, Let I'll see know. if it's one of the features. But yeah, it would be on the uh, um, lower lower ecam. Lower ecam. Yeah, and it should have that that rolly buttons on either side, so you can go and then press them. You know, so you go I'll in and it. say, "All right, you're doing this checklist, right?" And you go, you know. Uh, um, well, the takeoff and landing ones. APU, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah click, 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 yeah, the click, takeoff click, and landing click. ones, that, that pops up for every version. But yeah. that's it. It's like, okay, it's the takeoff checklist. It's like, all right, you got the spoilers armed. You got the takeoff config check. You got the flaps set to whatever you'd program them in the box. Okay, then that stuff. That's one of the things we run on the paper checklist is ECAM memo, takeoff, no blue, or landing, no blue. It's all green, and if there's a little blue thing next to it, you didn't do that thing. So to get the blue to go away, you do that thing. Yeah. Anyways, they they I, keep it yeah, kind of simple, right. ladies and gentlemen. Like no blue and no lights. That's an Airbus. Yeah. Like, when no you look blue, up, like, twelve the, the one seventy five is no the lights. thing in the world. Twelve o'clock dark. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> all knobs, dark. all switches on the overhead are at twelve o'clock position, and none of the lights are on. You're good. <laughs> Not the same for a seven three. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, okay. So I've got to get from Dallas to Miami between Friday. I've got to get from Miami to Dallas Friday morning. Then get back here by noon on Saturday. And I've got to do this in a car. If you plug it in real quick, what is DFW Airport to Miami Airport on Google Maps driving? Just time-wise, what, what's it tell you it's going to be? Standby. <laughs> Bienvenido on me. You're going to start doing the math on my time frame on this, and you're just like, ooh, you had a rough day. <laughs> Uh, opposite. Thank you. Miami Int. Straight through, as of right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 19 hours and two minutes. Yeah. And that's if you take the toll road. That's if you take the uh, turnpike yep. down the middle of Florida. Yep. I did I, I ten over to I ninety five, and the route I took it was oh, I twenty. That's nineteen I-20 hours. I forty nine down to Lafayette, and then I ten over to Jacksonville and ninety five Miami. All right, so that's nineteen and a half driving hours. on U.S. highways going through freaking speed trap towns because that's just going to piss me off. So and that's, probably cost me money. That's adds an additional thirty to uh, thirty minutes. So that it was a it's a twenty hour drive. Yes, average. Plus, I've got to stop for gas, got to stop to pee, got to stop to eat. And well, yeah, at some point during that, I've got to stop to nap because I can't. I've, okay, so Thursday night, did not make it home. So I've got to crash somewhere, get uh, some kind of sleep, and then get on that first flight out. So I have to go over to the crew room because, like, the hotel shuttle between my hotel and the airport is not the best in the world. It's like runs once an hour. Oh. So I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to lose half of the time I've got to sleep just getting to and from the damn hotel. Forget it. I'm going to the crew room. I'm getting one of the Barca loungers in the quiet room with its pitch dark and trying to get something resembling sleep and then get on the plane. So I do that, get home, and then immediately throw everything. I've got everything pre-packed before I left 
um, to come over to Miami in the first place. So all I do is get home, throw everything in the car, gas up, hit the road. Drive straight on through. I think I got as far as all the way to the, just east of Tallahassee, and I had to stop. And it's like, okay, it's 2 in the morning, East Coast time, stop, recline the seat all the way. And I deliberately left the seat behind my driver's seat empty <laughs> so I could recline the bitch. Nice. <laughs> and take a two-hour nap and get back on the road. Got here to Miami, I think it was like 11.30, I actually got to my hotel. No big traffic except fucking Baton Rouge. Crossing the Mississippi River was like pulling teeth out. <laughs> because some idiot screwed up in downtown Baton Rouge on I-10. I'm like, okay, fuck that, I'm going to do surface streets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the whole way around, find the other bridge to cross the damn Mississippi River and get through that bridge. Because I did not want to clutch it all the way up the freaking I-10 bridge no. in Baton Rouge. Because it's tall as fuck so uphill clutching it in stop and go traffic and i can't even it's like and it's like everybody who drives automatics doesn't realize oh by the way when you're in a manual if you want to let the clutch out all the way in first gear you got to be doing like a minimum of six miles an hour right so they don't realize that okay i'm gonna my clutch will literally be smoking before i get to the top of this bridge <laughs> and i'm like i can't just let him go out and build some distance so that i can oh i can Maintain six miles an hour and don't have to clutch it again before I get to him. Nope, because somebody's going to pull in front of me and cut me off. And it's going to be like, mm -hmm. fuck it. I'm like, nope, sorry for streets, damn it. <laughs> you know what's so, crazy about that, real quick, is on my Cobalt, I rode the clutch all the time. You know, I would do the, the slow creep, and then every once in a while, I'd finally get the drop in. But I rode it all the time. I didn't do yeah. it like a dumbass sitting at a fucking traffic light like some Oh, God, so yeah, just idling do. on a hill where you don't use the brake, you use the clutch. Yeah, to don't do that. Position on it. No, no, do no, not do that. Do not ever. do that. You brake, do that. You're doing God it wrong. frowns at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus frowns at you. Jesus like, frowns at dude, you. Seriously, get, Noah, get the fucking ark again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Noah, get the boat. <laughs> so I would do that, but my but by the time she finally died and had no reason for that, you know, I had 240 something thousand miles on that clutch. No slippage. Wow. It was still strong. Quarter as of a fuck. million miles in the original clutch. Fuck One yeah. clutch. And it was still I had, good. Yeah. On my GTI, mine's fine. I actually, I, I'm pretty good at driving a manual. And even when I bought the thing, I hadn't, I'd never owned a manual car. I'd driven them a few times, including yours. And I was like, okay, I, I was like, I was like, okay, cool. You, you know, living with it and all that stuff. I got the hang of it real quick. Then I had a flat tire, and I took it to Walmart to get the thing changed. And they did and not. Apparently, the guy at the Walmart didn't understand. You don't. And he had to get the thing up on the lift, and he's like trying to get over like a big ass thing to get it up on the lift. He's like, I get stalling it. I was actually standing outside the door of the shop watching this, and he decides, nope, fuck it. I'm gonna hold the clutch in, floor it, and then ease the clutch out just to get the sucker. And I could smell the clutch mm -hmm. from thirty feet away. Yeah. I was. This close, to, and then they couldn't find the right size tire for my car, so I didn't even get the fucking tire changed after this dude roasts the clutch. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to get you. I was this close to going full Karen yeah, and demanding that Walmart buy me a new clutch because I'm sitting there going, after that, I noticed that the pedal felt different. Yep. They, he had chewed up a significant amount of the clutch on that one, that one incident. And I'm just like, I was this. I'm still on the original clutch, but... It, it won't last cobalt level. <laughs> it ain't gonna last a quarter of a million miles. No. Thanks to that idiot. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I only I also never really raced it. I would I would get I into it, it and then and then go for it, but I didn't really race it, so it wasn't, you know, 
holding it at at four or five and then dumping a clutch. No, you know, I never really did that. That and it was weird. It would like jump. So like hold it at, you know, trying to do a launch, right? Clutch in, hold the gas at, you know, 5,000 RPM or something like that and do a sidestep of that motherfucker in Florida, right? I did that once. (laughs) I did that once uh, racing my buddy in a parking lot uh, behind a, a closed thing where our buddy worked where the band that i played for right and we're at practice and he had a wrx and he's like yeah let's see what the cobalt can do well i dumped the clutch on it and it was going tug 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 before it finally caught it was like it was skipping but had like a traction control and it doesn't have traction control it doesn't have traction control it was the weirdest thing I mean, I would expect it to either <laughs> one wheel it light may, up because it, it was it, front it wheel. Maybe one of those things where it's got traction control, but it's the kind you can't turn off. Right. Maybe. So it's it's built into there, but or it's part of the ABS system or something like that. It's, I, I, but usually there's a button where you can turn that shit off. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, I lost the race. Yeah. I kept up. <laughs> yeah. I kept up with him, but I lost the race. <laughs> but it's. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I, I, I don't want to have to worry about a fried clutch halfway through a drive between Dallas and Miami. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm not taking I-10 over Baton Rouge. No. No. Uh, I found the last exit before the bridge. I can finally get the hell off. And I'm like, surface streets going around. Thank you. And so, yeah, it's I get all the way to Tallahassee. I, I, I think I left Dallas about 10 a.m. Central Time. I get to Miami at 1130 Central Time yesterday. So this was... 24 and a half hours, including mm-hmm. sleep, mm. to drive from Dallas to Miami. And then on top of that, they're like, hey, by the way, you've got to be fit to fly. So I'm sitting here going, great, please don't call me because it's going to be my first fatigue call ever with my new airline. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't call me. <laughs> and they didn't. And they didn't. Thank God. Great. Like, I got home and I'm like, all right, cool. Phone's on, fully charged. Everything's ready to go. But it's like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. It's like, if I get awakened by my phone, I'm going to have to give them the bad news. <laughs> All right, your very first flight with us. Yay. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. But no. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. listen so, to this yeah. list of places that you had to go through. I mean, it's a pretty good list. Like place, you know, places people will go and like hang out, right? Dallas through Shreveport through Jackson. Well, that's uh, no, that's the route that they had, which I was like, no, screw that. I'm taking interstates the whole way cuz there's no interstate between Texas and Florida that crosses from 20 to 10 that takes you in the right direction. Right. They all go northeast to southwest. Yeah. Backtrack. Yeah. It's you could have gone. shaped path. You could have gone Dallas down 45 to 10, but going That's through another Houston. Dollar, yeah, take Dallas down to Houston and then hook right. up to 10 all the way over. Or go to Dallas to Shreveport, hook up to 49 down to Lafayette, does the same thing. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's really the only way you do it. If you try to go any further east of that, you've got to go all the way to Atlanta, which actually takes you further north because 20 angles up once it gets past. Ooh, through Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, up through Birmingham and everything. It angles north. I did that route coming home one time from college because I wanted to – this was after Katrina. I was coming home for Christmas, and I wanted to avoid the Gulf Coast because I was like, forget finding a hotel around there. Everybody's still recovering. Right. So I'm like, okay, I think – you know, and, and then I, we drove straight through because my roommate was with me. He lived in uh, – 
somewhere in northeast texas so i just took 20 and he's like hey dude i'm on the way to your you know he's like cool <laughs> so, <laughs> well yeah he's like we split the gas and save some money nice but yeah so it's but yeah you, it's like 75 up to atlanta and then atlanta is so far north of dallas because 20 angles up to get to it i'm like god dang that's a long ass way when i was coming home better coming excuse me coming back to daytona i was like okay i get to birmingham or somewhere in alabama and then crossed over and took like I think it was US two thirty one or something like that down to ten to ten and hooked up in like uh, Fort Walton or somewhere east of Pensacola. And I'm like, oh yeah, two thirty one, that was fun. Except US highways are fifty five miles an hour and there's a shit ton of speed trap towns everywhere. I'm like, fuck that noise. Yeah. So yeah, the I Alabama ones too. Changeover is really only two good options. <clears throat> yeah, this thing has you going twenty to Jackson, down forty nine, which then becomes ninety eight. To get to I ten, yeah, to get to I ten in Mobile, yeah. And these are U.S. highways to get from Jackson to Mobile. So like, oh yeah, U.S. highways across the South. And like, you ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> you get pulled over for speeding, you ain't talking your way out of a damn thing. Nope. It's like, <laughs> judge gonna turn you every which way but loose, boy. <laughs> like, no, forget. It. And I'm driving a Volkswagen. So like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, if I was in the Corvette, maybe they'd be cool with it. Right like, now, you. You driving a damn German car? Yeah. What are you, I, one of them California liberal types? I would. I remember <laughs> me. My grandpappy killed y'all, motherfuckers. Last time I saw a Volkswagen, my grandpappy was throwing a hand grenade into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is them Hitler cars. Yeah. Well, and then you're like, you know, you're not wrong. Sitting <laughs> around <laughs> like. It's my third Volkswagen, and I'm sitting around like, mm, yeah. <laughs> what's the? What's who, who was it? Was it Alyssa Milano? Just a couple weeks ago, she's like, she sold her Tesla because yeah. she doesn't like Elon's politics, and she replaced it with a Volkswagen electric car. And everybody's like, you do realize you just traded a car made by a guy you call a fascist for one made by a company that was founded by literally Hitler. Yeah, like <laughs> not the guy you literally Hitler. No, no, I mean. Literally, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler, <laughs> the people's car. <laughs> there are pictures of funny mustache dude standing next to this car. Yeah. Even there's one of him standing in the back of it. <laughs> like, okay, folks. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, he's like, it, 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 Volkswagen. What are you, some kind of communist or <laughs> some bullshit? I'm like, I ain't talking my way out of a fucking ticket in in between Jackson and Mobile. Not happening. And I'm like, I've got to make time, so I kind of have to worry about speeding. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's not a cannonball run, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, got to keep yeah, up uh, the pace. I, I, I get here and I'm a zombie yesterday. I'm like, okay, even if we tried to do a show last night, I'm just like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I, I, I took a big CSD yesterday and then I went to bed at like 10. I woke up for a couple hours and went to bed at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, Oh, good. A normal night's sleep. I wake up and I'm normal this morning. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So all of that so that I don't have to spend huge money on hotel food all the time. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> and I look at that going, oh, money. this is going to cost you a whole bunch of money to do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up saving money. He's looking at how much the hotel food costs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, All in all, it's going to end up costing me less doing it like this. This just involves... I used to do the Florida to Texas drive all the time, one way, one shot, one day through Daytona to Austin. I did it a bunch, one shot all the way through when I was in college. Yeah, I'm not twenty anymore. No, <laughs> I'm thirty-seven now, and I feel it. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did that drive from D.C. to, to Daytona. That's, that's a long one. 11 times, right? It's about 800 miles. And Hell, I did Miami to come to see you back in March in the vet. Yeah. <laughs> in one shot. Exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a decent shot. However, I know for a fact that, man, I'd get to about maybe, uh, maybe midway through North Kakalaki. And I'd be like, no, that's not that far from where you are, though. It's like, I know it's like four hours, though. 95 straight down. That's like a four hour drive. That's nothing. I do those all the time. I make, yeah. No, it's Daytona to here is about four hours. Three and a half, four. uh, Yeah, three and a half. Depends on traffic. Yeah, yeah. depends on traffic. But yeah, it's, uh, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I-10 used to be easy. Then all of a sudden, it's like, when I drove over here back in March before I came up to see you, I ended up in big traffic just west of Baton Rouge on the Atchafalaya Causeway, which is like a 30-mile causeway over the swamp between Lafayette and Baton Rouge. And it's like, if you don't have gas, like if you don't get gas beforehand, that's like when you start getting range anxiety. Cause you're like, <laughs> it's 30 miles of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. And, and, and the people who own gas stations at either end of that stretch know this. Yeah. And, oh, hello, markup. <laughs> yeah. What's the national <laughs> like, average? It's like, it's like the gas stations by the airport. They try to get everybody returning rental cars. Yep. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Which is why people like complain uh, about the the slight hike that you know the uh, uh, rental companies do or whatever. Like they offer yeah. you if you just show up, you know, you pay. Oh for yeah, the we'll gas. refill it for like twenty five cents a gallon more than what you pay at your average gas station in the area. Right, but if you do forget. And you get to the airport and you try to do it on your own. You're going to spend more than that. You're going to spend eight <laughs> X cents a gallon. You're going to spend 50 cents a gallon more than the, like everywhere else in town. That's one of the reasons I always try to avoid gassing up anywhere near DFW airport. Cause all the stations around there know, Hey, we're trying, especially on the South side. Cause that's where the rental cars return. Mm-hmm. And it's like any, any gas station close to the South end of DFW stay the hell away from it. Cause it's marked up like a son of a bitch. Cause everybody's returning rental cars. At MCO, like I think the average in that area at the time when we were down there was like a dollar fifty or a dollar sixty or something like that. It was three X on what's that main road that you take? Um, oh, uh, is it Opalaka or Okeechobee? Uh, uh, Okeechobee Boulevard that you can take. Is this from the one the the, the street that came straight north out of the airport? Yep, uh, straight okay. straight west. It takes uh, you directly uh, from uh, there, like through all the <clears throat> little shops and and stuff like that, and it is a straight road. I mean, straight road. I remember the one that comes north out of there. It goes straight, and then it like angles a little bit, but it's like it goes because that was one I always used to take coming from Daytona to Orlando Airport. Either take ninety five to the B line or go four to that to avoid tolls. But it's like Surface Street all the way across Orlando. <laughs> yeah, like, that was half the drive. Yep. <laughs> I like that part though. It was nice. All right, so oh. come on, maps load faster, douchebag. All right, MCO, where are you? There you are. Um, it's not that. I almost have to exit. Oh yeah, it's four thirty-six. Okay. Some more uh, Semarin Boulevard. Semarin. Semarin. Yeah. Yep. And you straight take Samarin straight, north, straight out north out of there over 408 and there. Uh, keep going. All the way up oh, to you I-4 to, is right. Man, if you take it's, it all the way up to I-4, it's a long way. Yeah. If it's you half the drive. Turn left onto 408 from Samarin, 
then you well, can remember, get okay, it's right like, to okay, it's the, way, the easiest way to find it is that you go past the ugly, unfinished skyscraper building mm-hmm. on I-4, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my exit's coming up. <laughs> That's how you always know. That, like, oh, ugly building, get in the right lane. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's that right-hand, really big exit. It goes well, around the, the, uh, well, it's, it's, it's every exit off the right usually, but it's like, okay, it's like, oh, yeah, here, it, that's where the exit was. It was like a couple miles past that ugly, whatever the, the, the eyesore, the I-4 yeah, eyesore. The I-4 whatever, eyesore. The, yeah, the I-4 eyesore. This, I haven't been to Orlando in so long, I don't even know if it's still there. Or did somebody finally tear it down or finish it or do something? Because it's like a building that somebody built, but it was owned by like a church or something. I'm trying to And like nothing ever got done with it. It find was so weird. It was like, all right, it's it's, it's like it's like a, like a modern fancy glass or whatever, like high rise office building or whatever. But like it was like it was empty, and it was the only high rise in the area, so it stuck out. Ugh. You know, I'm on uh, maps, and maps has been a pile of shit today. Yeah. Let me see. Ah, here it is. Google Maps app. Nope, it's still there. Okay. <laughs> the I four eyesore. The I four eyesore is still there. Oh god. <laughs> it is one two three East Central Parkway in Altamont. Okay. And I've been trying. Oh, there's a state. There's a TV station, Super Channel. Oh, okay. On the first floor. Huh. I always remember there was a TV station right across from the Ferrari dealership. You remember the Ferrari dealership? Oh, on that floor? we that's even where, drove over it that one time. That's where yeah. Wesh is. Yeah, yeah, that's Wesh's Wesh and somebody else is in that same building. Yeah, and yeah. Got, it's easy to spot because it's got the weather radar. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There's that big old Doppler dish on there. Apparently, on I four, that whole span, there's now an expressway. Like there another toll road, like the HOV uh, here in okay. DC. It's it, yeah, it's it's the express lanes that they'll toll right. versus the regular I four. Okay, yeah, it's they, yeah, it's yeah, they, they did that at, on six thirty five along the north side of Dallas. Now, like, all right, we we've got six thirty five up here, and then down low in the dungeon section, the trench. That's the the toll roads, and holy crap, nobody ever uses it because I've done it a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, I, I it fucking. You make the best time in the world across North Dallas if you're willing to pay extra for it. <laughs> exactly. Now, here's the question. I miles an hour through there, and there's nobody slowing me down. Is it like D.C., though, where uh, uh, the people that hold, that get the money for that, is some company in uh, um, um, Australia? I don't know. All I, I would love to it's find out. It's bullshit. There, there are a lot of politicians in, in Texas, especially Republicans, who have been running on the platform of auditing text dot because <laughs> we have a lot of questions <laughs> regarding how things are operating over there because Same. it never ceases to amaze me how quickly Texas can build a toll road yet how long it takes them to do maintenance or construction on any other kind of highway or street. I look at you on, especially we noticed this big time when I was living in Austin there was an interchange on the southeast corner of town. It was actually the same interchange where I had my first car accident. And actually, the outside of the building for Inatech in office space was actually on that same intersection. And 
I literally, we moved there in summer of 98 and they were starting to do it. Like they were going to like make a big flyover interchange between US 71 or Texas 71 and I-35. And literally a decade later, when I graduated from college, it was around the time it finally got done. Jesus. In that space of time, they built three <clears throat> new toll roads in Austin. Like, entire highway. Like, along the north side, another one along the east side. It was like three completely new toll roads in Austin in the same amount of time it took me to build one regular non-tolled interchange. That's, in the same town. That's and they're all sitting there going, folks. <laughs> yeah, something's <laughs> going on. <laughs> something's kind of fishy. Something's fucky. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, 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 the Springfield Interchange where uh, both loops of our beltway around DC converge in Virginia. Now, on the other end, they kind of come in separately. And there's like three different ones up in Maryland. So it's not like one big thing that we call the mixing bowl in Springfield. It's kind of, you know, separate. Right, you have 495 in Maryland. and 395 and right. 95. Yep. And 295. And 295. Yep. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. So now all when they join back into Springfield, that is a bottleneck upon bottleneck with a bottleneck on it. Yo, bro, I heard you like bottlenecks. So we put five <laughs> interstates that are converge in the same city. Nuts. Anyway, so they it's had been... D- it's a typical Washington thing, folks. It's a clusterfuck from hell. Correct. <laughs> then, of course, they put the express lanes in, so they made it wider by, you know, one whatever. Um, but then they charge you. So one of the cool thing is, uh, is especially in this area, when we've had this for a long time, was having uh, um, uh, um, the HOV, the, the, the ones in the middle being HOV, right? HOV, <laughs> HOV3. And slugs, which for those who don't know, are commuters. And they're people that literally, literally stand at the commuter station, like right at the bus terminals. Or in like our area, we have specific slug areas, right? Where you go and the people that are trying to get to, say, the Pentagon, line up at this spot in the commuter lot. And the people that are trying to get to, um, you know, 14th Street, you know, in Northwest, you know, they'll go here, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You got a couple of them. Well, you just get in line as a driver. You're willing to drive. And everybody's saving time because the HOV, as long as you're over three people, yep. you're three people or more, it's free. But you're on the express lanes and you yep. are hauling fucking ass while the well, entire parking parked, parked. <laughs> All yeah, right, everybody so, else is taking four hours to get home. You do it in 45 minutes. Correct. <laughs> if that. <laughs> And it's and for someone like you who lives as far south of DC as you do, and having a slug station, what a couple miles from where you live, yeah, yep. like you know a mile or two from your we house. Have a, we have a oh, couple. If I need to get to DC, boom, just go pick up a slug coming home. It's like, hey, hold on, just swing by the Pentagon and pick up my ticket to the express lane. Yeah. And All right. Boom. So finally, I got to find out where those fucking express lanes start. As of right now, they're doing so much construction. That's why I was talking about it. Going for construction in D.C. is just 
never ending. Um, it goes all the way from Mall of Millennia just through Disney. <laughs> so I guarantee you those express lanes were created by the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> I, I would not shock me. Like that's after what was the thing that the, it was their town or whatever that they got like special tax breaks or whatever that Ron DeSantis recently went to war with last year. Yeah. Like Disney's little Lake, little like Lake, Lake Buena Vista or Lake something. Buena Vista. Something like yeah. Yep. But it's yeah, it's that and that whole like like the Disney town. That like um, ever since Walt was around when he built the joint back in the sixties or whatever it was. I can't remember it, like, dude. Yeah. I worked there. <laughs> well, it was the <laughs> a former cast member. Like, um, but it's, yeah. Hang on. Just, I gotta go, Google Ron DeSantis Disney tax breaks. I, I just gotta something. go down. The, yeah. I gotta go down to this this specific uh, 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 what's call it this specific um, uh, fire station that I know exactly where it is. I'm just trying to get my bearings on the here's five thirty five. God damn it. Reedy Creek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I always go so, to yeah. Reedy to remember that I go to downtown Disney off of uh, Buena Vista Drive, which is the, the UPS portion, but the actual name of the city is Reedy Creek. And I always okay. go to remember the name. There is Reedy Creek Fire Station 4, which is directly across the street from or, or right there for uh, downtown Disney. So mm-hmm. I always like, what the and fuck that's is the said the they had the, the gas station right next to downtown Disney, which was always cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was because yeah, it was because the of the Sunoco. tax breaks or whatever that they got. Right. So the gas, which is wild, I'm anyone, okay, gas on the property at Disney. You think, oh, they charge a fortune for it? Fuck no. We got nope. yeah, we got special gigs with the city, in the state of Florida. They're like, hey, we'll knock twenty five cents a gallon off, twenty cents a gallon off. Uh, that gas station. They, for all I know, is in the last year or so since their little special sweetheart deal went away, they might have even closed it. Oh, there it is, the Speedway. Yeah. Yeah, it's right here. Let's go to Street Street View. Bah. All right, here we go. This image is from September of twenty-two. Okay, still there. And unleaded is two eighty-six. Jesus, it's twenty cents cheaper than the rest of the state, dude. That was yeah. wild. It, I gassed up at like two forty-five a gallon regular in dallas when i hit the road and as soon as i crossed into florida it was like 306 so I'm like, why is florida 60 cents more than dallas and then texas all right so you know what that kind of taxes are they paying over here you know that uh <laughs> that one right outside of downtown disney if you take a right like you're going back to i4 I, literally you were always well, driving every time we went so. uh, yeah. <laughs> this is true there's that uh mobile station yeah so it was 280 whatever it is three nineteen at the mobile, right outside a of downtown Disney. Yeah, so two cents, blocks away, thirty cents cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Still going on. Apparently, they still have the sweetheart deal. <laughs> well, I remember they, they, or they, you know, I don't know, whatever the deal, whatever their little deal is. Oh yeah, we don't have to charge fuel taxes or some shit that, or, or like half half fuel taxes or whatever yeah. on that property. It's like it's. But yeah, I was like, all right, all right, you go piss off the governor of Florida by, you know, doing all this grooming of children pedophilia crap. It's like, oh yeah, you piss off and you bite the hand that feeds you. This is like Doesn't your end little well. sweetheart corporate gig starts becoming a little less sweetheart. Man, I tell you, uh, like they've done so much construction and stuff. All right, let's let's have a let's have a chat real real quick about that. 
Um, we're almost done with the the free portion, and we'll move on. Yeah, we're an hour in. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, I was a cast member. Half my family was cast members at some point. Mom and dad both worked were both cast members at the Disney stores. But and we, even when the stores were owned by Disney, not by the Children's Place. Oh, okay. I, yeah. It's been so, so. I haven't gone to malls very much in the last decade, so yeah. I don't even know. Unfortunately, I still go to my. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Google Google Maps, I wanted to to show the one near uh, near us. It's like tripled in size over its time, and it was already the largest outlet mall on the eastern coast of the United States, <laughs> and now it's like three X. There's a huge outlet mall in Daytona now. I just drove through yesterday. I'm like, yeah, they got Bucky's there. They got Bass Pro. They've got Academy, and they've got a big ass Tanger, Tanger, whatever it is, outlet mall, like, like just Tanger out there LGPA. And I'm like, yep. fuck Jesus! All oh, this would have been nice to have while we lived here. Is that up at <laughs> LGPA, right? Up it's, here, it's LGPA between LPGA and, and Speedway Boulevard. So okay. it's like Bucky's is just north of LPGA. It's it's right there, and then like just south, the other side of the other side of the street, like all along the east side of 95, is a huge outlet mall right across from the uh, Auto Mall. Nice. All this is nice to have in Daytona. Like, man, where was this when we lived there? (laughs) (laughs) Billions of dollars were needed. So, I was a cast member. Half my family was cast members. I worked, I was the only one who was a cast member actually at WDW, Walt Disney World. I've been going to those parks, or at least, you know, until later in life. I had been going to those parks as as a child for one to two times per year since 1985 when I was born. And my parents... It was a regular fixture in your life. Correct. It was like, we were always in Orlando, you know, for vacation. We did it, do it, you know, one to two weeks a year. And it was always in Disney. We never... We went to the beach, I think, once. Uh, once or twice or something like that during that time period. But pretty much every time we went anywhere, we were going there. The first time I even remember going to a beach type of place was, you know, for like a vacation type of thing was my senior class trip. Damn. Yeah. All the trips to Florida and you stay in the mosquito infested part of it. Right. All the mosquitoes, but none of the, yeah, none of the beach. Correct. <laughs> so mm. with all that being said, you know, we have such a connection. I know that that entire property, all 22,000 square acres of that property and I I don't want to be associated with it anymore they built so much cool shit since the last time that me and my family were even there was about five years ago Jenny if you're still listening was it four or five years ago something like that Um, now Thankfully, the, uh, the, the, the reins have been given back to a previous CEO who was badass. Oh, yeah, Bob Iger. Bob, Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger's back. He was the CEO when I worked there. And it was normal. It was Disney. It was yeah. everything that I thought working for Disney would be, to be honest what with you. you. Yeah, what we expect. Right. You know, I didn't make much money back then, 2003. I was, you know, like $9 an hour, uh, which was good money back then. All right, my inflation calculator is still up. Fix the date. Fifteen bucks an hour now. Yep. And 15, yeah. yeah, so you know, 
come correct with the the 15 the the uh what they say it should be right mm-hmm. you know, so i was i was making decent money while we were in co- while i was in college right but i also got to be a disney fucking cast member yeah. at walt disney world and it's got its own perks that does, money doesn't really apply to yeah. i checked the boxes i checked the bucket list when I was 18 years old, I was checking all kinds of shit off the bucket list. I got to drive a monorail, pilot a monorail. I got to pilot a monorail. I got to uh, uh, have several roles that I absolutely loved and wanted to have ever since I was a child. The biggest being like the one that I would I would retire down there just to become a, uh, a cast member, just to do it was I had multiple roles at uh, uh, the Haunted Mansion, right? It was like like next-level bucket list. Always wanted to be in that costume. Always wanted to act those parts. Uh, I got to do Mission Space. I got to do Test Track. When I first started, I was at Animal Kingdom, and it sucked. It was just constantly fucking hot, and it just it didn't have i I guess it was probably because it didn't have the history that it has now i mean it's been open for 25 years or whatever it Um, was new but it wasn't awesome yet right there was only really two rides in the whole park that were exciting at all and that was expedition everest and dinosaur which at the time was countdown to extinction but apparently mm. extinction makes people sad. So, yeah, so the PR people said, hey, maybe we should change that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Mary. Well, it's, what was the thing that, um, I think it was the same thing at Cedar Point that Rob and, and Tom were talking about when they opened up, it was a new coaster they opened up. It was originally it was called Banshee. And then somebody took a look and was like, okay, what is a band, what does that name actually come from? I was like, oh yeah, the connotation of that's a little, mm. <laughs> so mm. maybe we should change it. <laughs> I need to get off this map too because now I'm I'm south. Is it south? No. I turned the fucking the whole thing around. Let's reposition this to north up. Thank you. So north of that's I done fucked my whole shit up. Where the fuck? What the fuck? How the fuck? I I really lost it. I can't get my bearings. Anyway, north. I believe it is north uh, of uh, that place where that uh, Publix is, right outside of downtown Disney. If you keep going down... I haven't been there in almost 15 years. Like the last time we went was... Last time I went was might have been... When we went to go see The Dark Knight. Oh, shit. Uh, dude, seriously, I haven't been to downtown Disney since I started my airline career. So, almost 14 years. At least 14 since the last time I was there. Hot damn. Hot damn is right, Hot dude. Uh, yeah. I know we went there to go see The Dark Knight because they had the awesome theater. We were trying to get the IMAX right. one, but for right. whatever reason, I either didn't have it or it was sold out or something or it wasn't something. playing on that IMAX screen, whatever. Right. But we ended up, okay, we drove all the way over to Orlando. I remember Rob and I we drove all the way down to Orlando for that. It's like, dude, road trip. That was fun. Yeah. It was <laughs> glorious. Dude, fucking my shit up. Maybe there was like one other thing that brought us down there. I don't know. But literally, like, I think I've been twice. It was like the last time was while we were living together. All right, so so it's actually east. All right, so what the fuck is this? 
Hyatt on the Rocks, the Grand Cypress Resort. Probably a thousand bucks a night, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool looking. There's another one being built here. Dury Plaza Hotel at Orlando Disney. Anyway, all right, so the one honestly, dude, I literally other than the times we went down to Disney, I have been to Disney World once in my entire life. And it was almost 30 years ago. It'll be 30 years in March. Holy shit. The whole time I lived in Florida, I never went. Went to Universal several times. Never went to Disney. So you were seven I years ma- old. I've done, I've, I was seven years old. We did the Magic Kingdom. My sister, It was like a week before my sister turned five. Yeah. We, went, we came over to watch my uncle race in the Daytona 200, the motorcycle race. Yeah. And while we were here, we came over for like a couple of days. So we went, we did Universal, and then we did, or we did Disney, and then Universal, or vice versa. Yeah, it was Disney first, then Universal the next day. We stayed in Gainesville. Damn. So, yeah, it was like I, I was like, hey, can we? You know, like, oh yeah, it's like cool. It's like, yeah, why? Yeah, I see all the hotels and everything. We're riding in on the monorail. I was like, why are we staying here? And like, Dad's like, it, it, it would have cost one night would have cost more than we're spending for all the hotels in this whole road trip. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> So directly east, as you go down by the Publix, and that Publix has existed for as long as, probably way longer than I've been alive. Time immemorial. Yes. (laughs) There are cave paintings. (laughs) I'll bet that it was built probably shortly after downtown Disney, that area started up, and that was in the 70s. Okay. So down that road, that road is like Bob's Road. (laughs) <laughs> what is the name of this road or does it not have a name just because it's yeah it may not have a name all right so all the way oh, we'll, back, we'll just call it bob's road we'll just call it bob's now. road roll the maps um there is a place called the pirate's cove and it's a putt-putt golf course down there and it is ultra famous right for being right there next to downtown dude i really gotta stop looking at these this is making me extremely sad. I want to go, but I also don't want to go. I mean, I would rather um, yeah. go down to support Universal Studios than, Which, than Disney. Who owns them now? It was, I think it's Comcast. It was GE once upon a time. Then they got, they got sold to Comcast. Might have, which Universal. is NBC now. I think, yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, NBC Universal. I think they're, they, yeah, they, they I think it's NBC think, Universal. Yeah. It might hang on. It NBC, might. it's NBC Universal, but I think the, uh, the overall parent company, I think, is Comcast. I have to look at that because um, it's not easily available here. I think it was one of the things that changed up in the Great Recession of two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Oh, which, folks, we may be heading back towards again because. Batten down the hatches, folks. If you if if you've got savings, sit on it. Yeah, hard. Yeah, hard. If you if you've got the ability to pay off your debts, do it. Good, good, good. Do it. Do it. I did over the summer, and then I stupidly bought another car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was sitting debt free with a pile of money, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I want a new toy. <laughs> <laughs> which I love and it'll be paid off in half the time the note will you know <laughs> yes half the time half the length of the loan that I bought but still <laughs> like folks right, wise so... thing to do now is don't make any very big purchases 
buying a house right now, probably not a great idea. Not a great a, plan. A, probably not a great idea, especially with 7% mortgages, and it's no sign of that going down anytime right. soon. It's going to be like when my parents got out of college in the early 80s. <laughs> yes, NBC Universal Media, uh, owned and operated by Comcast and okay. headquartered in Manhattan on Rockefeller Plaza. Anyway. Party Rock. Yep, Party Rock. Uh, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Did, yeah, you'd rather support Universal, yeah. Been supporting the Disney Company since long before I was born. Still, never been to Disneyland. Neither, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've never been to L.A. proper because the one time I went out there. 15 years ago for my road trip, I did, I detoured around the north side and went all the way out to Camarillo. Nice. <laughs> so like, I, I think I was on the wrong side of the mountains to even see downtown. <laughs> uh, only time I've been in SoCal was at LAX for a turn. That I've been it? to Santa Barbara and Camarillo, and that's as close as I've been to LA. And the other time I was there for actually a decent amount of time, I was out there for like five or six days uh, when I was working for uh, 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 on-site, was in San Francisco. Okay. And that was in there. On the way out there, I had to go through Nevada, or I had to go through uh, uh, LA, or um, um, Salt Vegas. Lake? Vegas. Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was SLC. Were you on Delta? I don't remember. It was so long if ago. It was Salt Lake, if, it was, if you're connected through Salt Lake City, it's most likely Delta, because yeah. I think that's the only company that has a hub there. I think it was Dulles to SLC, and then SFO. And then to SFO. So probably Delta if you're connecting through Salt Lake, yeah. Yeah. So I get there, and, you know, there were some things that I wanted to do. I wanted to make a pilgrimage to M5 Industries because the Mythbusters were big, and I love the Mythbusters to death. It was terrible. There was literally tumbleweeds of trash. I don't want to go back to to California. I have no desire. San Francisco, folks, if you want to understand what what the Democrats want for America... All the policies that they push on everything is like you want to see what that looks like at the end game. Go to San Francisco. Go to San Francisco and also go to Skid Row. Go to L.A. Go to Skid Row. Well, San Francisco, most of the town is Skid Row, and that's what I was trying to get at. Is that Skid Row used to be one section? Yeah, of that road of town of town. Just I think it's north of town. I think. It's uh, just it's, one yeah, section. Yeah. Now, now, now it's San Francisco. All of it is Skid Row, and it's like like the main section where all the tents and stuff are is like eight blocks, all the way through like the the city, uh, the government center or whatever in that spot. I'm like, bro, bro, bro. The, the, the politicians see this shit every day when they go to the office, and like, and they have no clue that it's their policies that are causing it. Maybe they do, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. They're trying to make sheep. They're like, yeah, it's like, folks, keep giving us money, and we'll do something about this. Uh, we're the ones causing it, and you idiots who keep giving us money and votes, folks. You want to see what the end game of Joe Biden and the Democrats and, and Nancy Pelosi and everything else that they want Amer- for America? You want to see what that looks like when they actually get their way? Look at San Francisco. Yes, that's the end game of where all this is going. If you don't want the entire damn country. To be like San Francisco, watch how you vote. It's sad. It's 
painful. Anyway, back to Disney. God damn. Yeah. Let me <laughs> finish the, Demo- the story. Democrats have ruined. <laughs> so now it's bad back to Iger, you know, which is uh, is probably going to be great as long as he can cut through the bullshit, which That's he hope. did the last time. So that was great, you know, but <sighs> learning so much about that company just in the last few years, it, it kind of makes me feel bad that I ever supported the company like that because every time they seem to bust a pedophilia ring in the state of florida there's a significant portion of the suspects and the defendants who are disney employees right and not just like regular cast members just just average folks and people higher up the food chain sometimes get caught up in this right every time they bust a pedophilia ring in florida several of the defendants are employees of the disney walt disney corporation and it's sad. And now you've got all sorts of other things that are popping up. It's like, all right, now they start throwing characters and they start to new characters and new movies. And everybody, the parents are sitting here going, mm. I don't want to take my kids to see this. I don't want to spend my money and expose my children to this. Now, you know, my child is now older, right? She's yeah. going to be a, a, an adult relatively soon, painfully so. You know, so when we go down there, it's for a different reason, right? And she's not as an impressionable as a, as a child as she once was. So I'm I'm not as concerned from that regard. It's about the principle of supporting the company at this point. Yeah. Why me. am I giving my money to somebody who's doing this to other people's kids? Right. Brainwashing other people's kids into thinking that all sorts of things that are very much not acceptable are. And there was another thing that, that kind of just my brain, I couldn't wrap myself around it. When I was there as a child, you know, I had a different mindset. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was a child of adults with adults. And what I mean by that is, you know, I had my friends that I hung out with, but I spent most of my time with adults. Yeah. Like that was your friends were, were the adults, you know, you would go in and like, Oh, it's Ronnie. Yeah. Cool. You know, they were like laughing and joking. I learned a, a, a joke. I'll tell it real quick. Uh, I learned a joke when I was a kid that I found hilarious and I understood everything that was said. Now think about this. As I tell this joke, I was probably about six, maybe seven years old when I first heard this joke at a wedding at my sister's wedding. And, you know, the guy that told it was a friend of the family, it was, uh, the brother of a friend of the family, so also part of the friend of the family world. Um, and he was telling this story, and I remember the night that it happened. I remember what I was wearing. I remember what room I was in. We were in the O Club at Quantico. Okay, moving on. So the joke is, <coughs> police officer stops a car. And uh, he goes up to the car you know license and registration whatever and he looks in the back oh wow i started this way late anyway let's go back pope is visiting pope is visiting in atlanta and he's telling me i'm here i need to go do this we're doing this at this church but i need a car immediately after this and we need to get to the airport because i have to fly to make mass back at the vatican and they're like, okay, no problem, Padre. Well, we got you. We got you. He goes off and he does the thing. 
gets done with that mass in Atlanta and goes back out to the, the, the alleyway expecting a car. No car. Okay. Il Padre's like, you know, where's my car? <laughs> I got to get transpo. I got to get to the airport. <laughs> like, they're like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. They're late and, I, and, I, and we don't know where they are. And he's like, I, I, I can't deal with this. So literally the Pope runs down the street to the main part of the street and hails a cab. Gets in the cab. They take off towards the airport. He's like, I need to get to the airport right now. I'm going to miss this flight. I'm going to miss mass back of the Vatican. But it's I, the flight to Rome. I got to catch it. Put your foot into the firewall through the firewall. Okay. Yeah. Here's an extra hundred bucks. If you run every red line. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the cab driver's like, fuck. Yeah. Boom. Gone. And of course they get pulled over. Police officer comes up and, you know, license and registration. Cabby rolls down the window. Yeah. Hey, how you doing officer? And he looks back in the back and he sees the Pope. And, and he's still where he's got the hat or maybe put it on the seat or whatever. You can tell he's, he's, he's in costume and in character and everything. So, yeah. Okay. It's been a long time since I told this joke and I fucked it up. The cab driver wouldn't speed. So the uh, Pope told him to stop. They did the Chinese fire drill. Pope gets in the I'll front drive. seat. Cabby gets in the back seat and he's busting down the road at a hundred miles an hour. So, so the Pope's driving the cab driver around at a hundred miles an hour. Correct. Okay, got it. So cop pulls over the Pope, gets up, goes license registration. And he says, "Officer, I I understand that I was going too fast. You know, I'm sorry." And I'm pretty I, sure the Pope doesn't have a driver's license either. Pretty sure, <laughs> definitely not one that would. Yeah, no. So he yeah. uh, he uh, uh, officer about freezes. And he's just like, okay, I'll be right back. Goes back to his squad car. It's on the radio. It's, yeah, 466 Central. Um, I'm going to need the captain on this one. <laughs> it's a little above my pay grade. <laughs> captain gets on the radio. Yeah, it's Cap, go ahead. <clears throat> captain, I, I really messed up. I... I I pulled over someone really, really, really important. And I don't know how to handle this one. Captain goes, geez, who did you, who'd you pick up? You know, did you, did you stop Taylor Swift? It's like, no, no, no <laughs> way, way more important than Taylor Swift. Okay. Did you pull over a, a Senator? Like, no nope. way more, more important than a Senator. Dude, you didn't pull over the president of the United States, did you? Like, oh no, way more important than the president of the United States. And the captain, the queen, <laughs> captain is is quiet for a little while, and then he comes back and he goes, "Who the hell is more important in this country than the president of the United States?" And the officer, without missing a beat, radios back. I don't know who this guy is, but he's got the fucking Pope driving for him. <laughs> You're like, oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> the Pope is his chauffeur. Right. This, this is not good. I don't know. <laughs> oh. So here I am laughing like you are right now at this joke. And it was one of those great jokes that takes a while to yeah, like build up. Setup. You're like, all right, I, this should be fine. This should be fine. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Oh, <coughs> I need to get a drink. My voice is so tickly. All right. It's just scratchy and dry. dry. Jim, you want to help him out? <laughs> Zipper, please. Uh, oh, I'd be happy to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> linger longer by becoming a shit lord. If you are here, you are either a lab attendant, which just means you're hanging out, chilling, or you're a stoop kid. You've messaged, you've interacted with the show in some way. If you want to graduate to the next era of greatness, you must become a shit lord. To become a shit lord, you must go to the website, that is theporchfactor.com, slash be a shit lord. And join the show. Support the show directly through us. We don't do it through any of the third parties and stuff like that. Uh, we do it all in-house. And it comes out of our pockets. So help help, 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 help us out. And go to the <laughs> shitlord. Help me. And if you do so, you'll be able to hear the other half, the other 50% of the show that exists, which we're going to be going to very shortly. And yeah, that's about it. Be a shit lord. Come join and we will love you. We will give you a virtual hug and maybe a blowjob. No. yourself, Ron. <laughs> maybe not a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Ron. I am true. And we will see some of you later and then you shit lords in just a few minutes. We love you. Bye bye. Adios. Where the fruit is as sweet as can be I wanna be The Shed Shadow